1: This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com.
0: Happy May, everybody. We made it to May. April is done. Forget about it. No sports for the entire month of April other than the draft. Uh, live sports, that was. And we made it. We survived it. Mm-hmm. We did it uh now what (laughs) Uh, do we see it uh may we will have some sports at least on the calendar right right here in jacksonville starts it up uh, with the mma next week and then uh, nascar has announced a bunch of racing in like a two-week span and of course we might have to wait until june to get the golf part but when do we see other sports opening up uh i kind of think they every time we turn the calendar that's a good thing in that sense and uh no doubt at least in our state, in our city, here in Jacksonville, Monday is going to be kind of a refreshing day for a lot of folks. Uh, the malls are opening back up. If the St. John's Town Center is opening back up, it's kind of like, okay, yeah. Life is back to normal a little bit. Uh, so at least a sense of that. I, I, I don't think we're going to be completely there, but a sense of that. Well, I'm sure there's going to be traffic again to, That's m- right. you know, make you pull your head out a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Give us some traffic. Right? Yeah, man. <laughs> Although that has not been a bad part of this whole thing. Right. I mean, spaces in the parking lots are easy to get in and, uh, the roadways are, are pretty clear for the most part. So, uh, anyway, some, some news coming along every day, it seems like now. Uh, in terms of the reopening of uh, Jacksonville, of Florida, of other states, and we'll see how soon uh, sports follow suit. In addition to what we already know, the college football talk continues to be an interesting one uh, on all the different uh, possibilities. I-, I tweeted Thomas Goldcamp uh, earlier this afternoon, and there was a bunch of different scenarios, a lot that we talked about yesterday, actually, but um, interesting. Nonetheless, uh, meanwhile, it's football all the time uh, here, or at least most of the time here. And we continue to celebrate local sports prior to the draft, which we kind of put it on hold for a week or so. We were celebrating a lot of the local sports teams from the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp to the Iceman to J.U. to UNF. And uh, the list continues. And we will continue to do that, by the way, heading into the summer months. Today, we give it a little bit of a twist. We're going to celebrate fans specifically more jaguars fans and at least more specifically the bold city brigade we've done some things over the 15 months we've had the show where we kind of call it bring in the brigade and uh, we've had some some folks on and we've talked a little bit in the past just about uh, that fan group if you will and today we go a little bit more behind the scenes uh, on the bold city brigade we'll have cap on he's joined us uh, on the show before how about this list of guests mm-hmm. okay yeah just from names alone cap
2: villa Alfie. Mm-hmm. sure that's a unique set of guests sounds like a bunch of guys from peaky blinders <laughs> you probably don't watch that show so you don't get it but i've heard it though yeah there you go man
0: <laughs> so uh anyway we're gonna have some fun uh you're always welcome to join the show nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one, and uh we, we we're not gonna just talk jags but really what a Where the Bold City Brigade kind of was born, uh, which we've done a little bit in the past, the schedule comes out next week. And this is kind of why I wanted to have this day today. Mm -hmm. It's after the draft. It's before the schedule comes out. And I think for folks who are members of the Bold City Brigade, that's an important time because a a lot of road trips are made. So we'll talk to Cap a little bit about that. Uh, Dilla has become like the Shefter and Rappaport of around here. Sure guy's breaking stories. Who the hell is the guy? Is he black? Is he white? We don't even know that. Who's his source? Yeah. Is he really Dave Caldwell, Tad Dickman, or somebody else? Yeah. It's
2: me. I'm his source.
0: We want to know. Yeah. And we might have to find out. Yeah. You talk about tough questions, Dilla. Get ready. They're coming. There you And go. then behind, Alfie has been associated with Big Cat Country for mm-hmm. a long time. And uh, I'm a little bit of curious of, of where that all started and came from. You know, I think a lot of things happen. In I've been here since 2008. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things happen and and you're like they become the norm. And you kind of like, oh, yeah, I know for this instance, Big Cat Country, I know what uh, kind of a blog site, fan site. But how did it come about? Uh, It's gained popularity, of course, over the years. Um, And uh, rightfully so And so we'll do a little bit of that A little bit different today on the show I'm intrigued by the kind of the background of some of that uh, That will take place So uh, anyway, lots of Jags talk Uh, You're more than welcome to jump in And by the way, I do know this Bold City Brigade is not the only Fan group, if you will Mm -hmm. From Teal Street hooligans To others Uh, Hey, we love y'all, jump on in Um, But we are familiar with some of the the Folks uh, in, in uh, Bold City Brigade, and we've had them on the show before, and so uh, we're going to start there today. But everyone's always invited to the show. I think I said, somebody said, where's my invite? It's like, you're, you guys are invited to the show every day. Yeah. We, we keep the lines open every day. We're an equal opportunity employer. That's right. Star Star 690 904 362 So jump on in the program. Uh, we'll have a little fun with it, and I'm even supporting some of the stuff. Uh, I've got the gear on a little bit. A little, nice, man. Uh, Duval Till We Die, and uh, my man made by Tim. Makes a lot of this stuff. Cool. He also uh, he lives down near me. Seen him in the neighborhood, I think,
3: jogging around <laughs> with the
0: Dream18 uh, logo because he helped us with the Dream18 logo last year. Cool. Talented guy. So cool. uh, they they come up with a bunch of uh, cool things, and I saw the most recent one. They're going to celebrate Laviska Chenault with Asta Laviska.
2: I'm not mad at that. Nah, pretty that's good. that's very creative, man. I, I like it. I'll be honest, man, as far as this draft class is concerned, like, you know, like, I had the whole, um, you know, the, the, the Barracuda thing, you know, for, uh, Akuda from the oh, Lions, yeah. but he didn't come to Jacksonville. You were it like, up on that. I know. I mean, well, yeah, he's not in Jack, so I'm not going to support the Lions fans, man. They they can have it if they want. Like, but hey, like, this funny. whole, uh, the, this whole draft class, though, as far as like names and, and cool things you could do, um, yeah, you know, there's the smoothie king that you could do for for barge and everything, but overall, oh, man, that's it's, it's a pretty pedestrian thing, but like <laughs> Chanel, though, man, like that, that. That's I love it. I love the I love that whole parody thing. So okay. I think they might have something there with it. And by the with way, this, we, Chanel, we need
0: uh, to get in touch with Made by Tim because we need him. And if anybody steals it, we've already got lawyers ready. But we need shock your mock.
2: Shock your mock. New Sac City. Yeah. We, Sharp, we've New got, Sac City.
0: We've got plenty of things. Yeah, we do. ready to roll. Mm-hmm. We just got to get the lawyers
2: all in one place. Yes, we do. Uh, Brent of Austin Lane Kuz
0: here on a Friday. I hope you and your families are doing well and, and heading into a weekend uh, and maybe on the other side of this a bit more normalcy uh, n- next week. So uh, that will be an interesting thing as we kind of get back to normal. And I think it will take some time. But uh, how close are we to that? Is certainly something that's uh, interesting. Andy Dalton, Gardner Minshew, conversations continue on the national level. We'll play Golick and, and Wingo this morning in just a little bit, but our buddy Jason Fitz and Golick went at it uh, on that front. Can't wait to hear uh, this. I know you shared your thoughts from yesterday's show on Gardner Minshew, mm-hmm. and that has been a talker uh, once again, and uh, we agree. Unfortunately, we agree, or we could debate too, but we agree on the Minshew front mm-hmm. and how Dalton fits into this equation. Doug Marone was on Good Morning Football this morning and echoed Essentially what we thought he would, and that is Gardner Minshew our quarterback, but we always keep the door open to veterans coming in and, and competition. He better say that. But I also think the way he said it and the way he continues to say it is the plan going forward is Gardner Minshew. And one thing about that, how much do you – like, by this point, you kind of want to know who your guy is. There, There's an option to go into camp, Right. Say Foles was still on the roster. You can't always have that dynamic where, hey, they're going to battle it out. They're going to go in the spring. They're going to uh, go through the first couple of games of the preseason. Then we'll name a starter. There's always that dynamic. But I think ideally you want to know who your guy is. And maybe even more ideal in this time because – that guy needs to communicate. Uh, mm. We talked to Colin Johnson this week, and Minshew reached out to him right away. That communication, quarterback receivers, quarterback offensive line, quarterback uh, offensive coordinator, quarterback running backs, is important. Who is the man? I think it helps that the Jaguars know that Minshew is the man in 2020. And I think it's pretty clear. It doesn't matter who you bring in here. The only thing that changes that between now and the season opener – Twofold. One is injury, Mm -hmm. and two is really poor performance and uncomfortability with what Minshew is doing in August to get you ready for the season.
2: Yeah, regardless of what happens here with Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, whoever you want to come in here, Gardner Minshew is the man going forward. Because if Andy Dalton comes in, Andy Dalton's not going to lead the Jacksonville Jaguars to greatness for the next five to ten years. If Cam Newton comes in, Cam Newton will not lead the Jaguars to five to ten years of greatness for the up and coming years. It's just not going to happen. So Gardner Minshew is the man going forward regardless of who they bring in. All right, Because there's a reason why Dave Caldwell was retained. There's a reason why Doug Marone still has a job. And a lot of that has to do, I think, with the fact that Gardner Minshew is on this football team. Shad Khan's intrigued. Shad Khan likes him, not only from obviously a football standpoint, but also a business standpoint. So yeah, you, you cannot tell me any differently regardless regardless of who they bring here as a backup quarterback, that Garner Minshew is not the man.
0: And uh, just as much as you say that, and some people say that, uh, everybody could easily say, hey, what about an upgrade? Is there always an upgrade possibility? Well, heck yeah, there's always the upgrade possibility. And then I also think the national narrative, if one of those guys come here, will definitely be kind of what Golick said yesterday, and I think we might hear a little bit more today, is that Andy Dalton has a great chance to compete, but also be the guy. Uh, like almost foregone conclusion, yeah. dismissal of Gardner-Mitchell. And that's what we really spent time on the show yesterday talking about. Why are we dismissing a guy that showed some things uh, last year? And I think it's important not to dismiss that. Uh, Jeff Darlington tweeted today, yes, Dalton, there's interest in Jacksonville, but it's not necessarily to be the guy. It's to compliment the guy. Yeah. Uh, and that's what makes a lot of sense uh, to us. So we'll talk more about it. We'll see what the National guys are saying about it and uh, we obviously have a lot of Jags talk today. We're calling it Bring in the Brigade Day, Bold City Brigade Day here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We'll have some fun with it. We celebrate local sports. We celebrate the fans. We celebrate you and especially uh, all of you who support the Jaguars uh, so well. Jump on in the conversation. 904-362-9901. What the National guys are saying about Dalton to jacksonville coming up next on espn 690 we'll take a timeout and we'll be right back after this he's our quarterback there's no doubt about it and you know but one of the things that we're doing is we're still looking to you know make sure that we're you know upgraded at each position so you know we're still looking i mean you know
2: there are some veterans out there that we might you know look at to bring in um you know along with the young guys we have that was Doug Marone. Is he a professional wrestler, man, coming that promo? <laughs> that was Doug Marone on Good Morning Football.
0: And so that was like music bed underneath the highlights yeah. that they were about to show, right? I love While it. Marone's talking. I was like, gosh, it's, when you just listen to the audio of that, that's a little
1: distracting. Pretty intense.
2: <laughs> they, what was worse was because they did it late in that comment for Minshew, yeah. there was like... While they were asking the next question, the highlights were playing, so the music kept going. Still so the audio side, it was, it was. That rough. is a little odd. I, I didn't real. I guess you don't realize that
0: when you're watching too, right? Yeah. You know, I didn't realize they played music under those parts. I had like no that. idea. That's a little different. Like, we might play music on that. TV and highlights. Like ESPN really made that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they they would play music under the highlights we would do it a lot during Friday night football highlights. So like the Friday night blitz yeah. because you're moving so quick. And plus it's kind of like the same thing for a long period of time. So yep. you, the, the music helps it go. It's a little unique to have it on a live interview it's crazy. uh, like that, but pretty interesting when you just hear the audio of it like that. Either way, Doug Marone on Good Morning Football pretty much saying what he said last week during the draft, kind of what he said before the draft. Mm-hmm. If we roll the ball out there right now, Gardner Minshew is the man mm-hmm. and, uh, you just don't know if anybody outside of the
2: 904 wants to believe it. Because no one's paying attention, Brent. All right? It is. That's that, that simple that as that, man. The, the national media. And listen, I'm, I'm not gonna tell people how to do their jobs because you know what? if I was in national media, I couldn't tell you what's going on probably with the Arizona Cardinals right now. I couldn't tell you what's going on with the Washington Redskins. So I don't fault them for it. But the fact is, they're not paying attention. To, to think that Andy Dalton, and I'm not sure if it's Golic or it's gonna be Fitz, that you know, when they get in that huge debate, who's talking about it. But and to think vote. that. Andy Dalton's going to come in here and be a starter over Gardner Minshew? Like you guys just aren't paying attention. Okay? Like you, you guys are reading Cliff notes or something like that, but you're not paying attention. You're you're not watching the movie, you're not watching the season. You're just clicking an article here, clicking an article here and think you know what you're talking about, but you don't.
0: Yeah, well, here's the thing. Sometimes they do though. Uh I've I've been um in the wrong before many a times. Uh on the Jags, on the Sunshine and Rainbow part of the Jags. That, hey, they're going to have a good year this year or whatever. And, they, and the national guys would be like, yeah, right right, they're going to win five games. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They've been right. You know, they, they have a better feel for it. Sometimes the blinders are on maybe around here for, for all of us, um, uh, me, me included. And so you do wonder a little bit of that. Could they be right on the Minshew front that he's really not the guy? Like, if that's the narrative, could they be? Absolutely, they could be right. But what they're wrong about right now is the idea that this team, this This front office doesn't believe that going forward with him in 2020 is a good idea. Hmm. They want that. And so they're wrong with that. Are they wrong that it might not be the right way to go? Well, who knows? We'll see. Right? I mean, Minshew's got to prove us right, them right, and and the national folks wrong. I mean, that's up to Minshew. We can't control that. But I do think they are missing it
2: a little bit right now. They are, And
0: just because of name recognition. They're totally
2: missing it because of name recognition. I'm going to say it one more time. You know, and hopefully the national guys are listening to this then. Or if not, then I'll put it on Twitter and and I'll tag you in it and you can check it out. But Andy Dalton is not going to come in here and lead the Jaguars the next five years. Neither is Cam Newton. The only guy that's capable of doing it right now, the only guy that has a chance to do it, is Gardner Minshew. So let's see what the guy has and then we'll go from there. But Dalton's not going to come in here and turn this whole thing around. I hate to tell you, he's not going to do it.
0: No, absolutely not. Uh like you said yesterday. So then, what are help. we talking about then, I know. You know? Like, what I know. what are we discussing? Uh what we should be discussing is what we discussed yesterday, and yeah. he can help him out. But that's not the only thing being discussed. Golik and Wingo this morning. Jason Fitz was on, who visits with us every week, uh, every Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Also, you listen to him right here on ESPN six ninety one p.m. until 3 p.m. And, of course, you get Golik and Wingo on ESPN six ninety six a.m. to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. They went at it a little
1: bit on the Minshew-Dalton front. Take a listen. You guys would both agree that if Jacksonville offers him a job, that's where he should go. I I don't know that I necessarily agree with Jacksonville. It's simply because if he goes somewhere and starts and has no success, it doesn't help his
0: cause. Wait a minute.
1: Wait a minute. You would say – he would choose Pittsburgh and be a backup instead of going to Jacksonville where he could be the starter. You're nuts. If it's you a one year deal, it's a one year deal. I don't care if it's a one year deal. You know how you get back in the league by going and playing somewhere and showing your wares to somebody else. So he goes and beats a one year deal in Pittsburgh and is a backup and doesn't play. Where is he on the market then the year after but that? How often do we see Teddy Bridgewater's get four games with a great team and suddenly they elevate that into $20 yeah? How million often? A how year? often do we see it? Not see that backup. often. Oh my God! Deals. If, if you think he would choose Pittsburgh on wh- over starting in Jacksonville, you are crazy. On a one-year deal, and he would be crazy, and he wouldn't do it. He would be in Jacksonville. He would walk to Jacksonville over going to. He'd Pittsburgh. He'd be going to a team that, that oh, likely stop. is, is going to be tanky for the top oh, pick in the draft. No, no, He's going to no, go no, somewhere no. we has absolutely no success no, in no, Jacksonville. No, I please totally disagree. With add that. some sense. I totally disagree with that choice. Jacksonville offers him money's not an issue. Jacksonville and Pittsburgh, it's not even a what? choice. It's I contract. I don't Either care. Way. I don't care if it's a two month contract. I don't care. To think he wouldn't go to Jacksonville is absurd. Absurd. To think he would go to Jacksonville is absurd. Oh He'll crush God. his value if he goes to a team that finishes two and fourteen. Wow. He'll be done in this league if he goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers and he at least gets three or four games of op- three or four games of effective <clears throat> offense is enough to suddenly
0: get guys Let's- paid. All right, there's Jason Fitz and Golik, Mike Golick on Golick and Wingo this morning. Now, here's the deal. That was interesting context, too. That wasn't necessarily in terms of total, hey, how do they value who's going to play and whatever. Yeah, Although, yeah. listen, a lot of assumption that Dalton would get a chance to start. But that's not necessarily where they were going with that. It's more situational. The bottom line is the best place to go start. And national guy, local guy, whatever guy, you're wrong if you don't think this. The best place to go start for Andy Dalton is if the Patriots are interested in you. Would hmm. you agree?
2: Um. Yeah, but is he going to start? We don't know if he's going to start there, though. No, you, I'm you saying have the Hoyer best in, chance to start. To, for him to go start. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, got to be. Because you don't know what you have instead him. I, but I don't know how the Patriots feel about everybody. But yeah, yeah, we don't either. that's yeah. a fair point, because so, a lot of people... So, once again, <laughs> not going not gonna to make an assumption, read the quick notes, and say, oh, yeah, if Dalton goes to New England, he's a starter. I really don't know how they feel about Sidham. I mean, I assume they like him. They drafted him for a reason. So I'm not sure where Dalton fits in the grand scheme of things in New England.
0: Um, Me either. Hey, you're going to be very happy in a second. Me? Yeah. Okay. You ready? Okay. What did we talk about at the Combine? Who the Jaguars should add. No
2: brainer add. Chris Thompson? Chris Thompson. He's a Jaguar? He's a Jaguar. Well, here we go. Let's go. Let's go. I finally got what I wanted. Somebody's listening to the show. Long time coming. And is it official? It will be. Break that news then, Brent. Um I'm doing it. <laughs>
0: I can you break it on the air as well? Nah, there's I mean, a report out there now anyway. I'm not going to sit here and say. But uh, I, I can tell you that he's coming. Okay. And I like it. What does he do? Why do you like it so much? We talked about this back at the Combine. Why do you like it so much?
2: I like Chris Thompson coming to Jacksonville for a couple reasons. Number one, it spells Fournette a little bit. Nothing against Fournette last year. Playing every single game up until the last game of the season. One could say maybe they're just resting him because obviously the season was out of grasp. So Leonard Fournette, when he's healthy, he's great on the field and I like it. But guess what? Giving him the rock 30 times a game in the run or pass game, it's just, to me, it's too much for any running back. I don't care if it's Todd Gurley. I don't care if it's Zeke Elliott. I don't care if it's Saquon Barkley. Like, you need to spell your guys sometimes. This is what Chris Thompson does. Chris Thompson is a third-down specialist. He's a receiving threat, especially with, you you talk about, add weapons for Gardner Minshew. While the offensive line right now, I I wouldn't say they're top ten in the NFL. When that pocket breaks down on third down, you need a fail-safe. You may not have that tight end position quite yet. You have Tyler Eifert. Can he stay healthy? But another fail safe is the receiving running back. Chris Thompson can offer that um, to the nth degree. So Chris Thompson, is just, he's another weapon for Gardner Minshew. He's another weapon for Gruden's defense, who he's used to working with. And most importantly, defensive coordinators have to take note because he is a weapon, and you have to plan accordingly.
0: I don't understand why it took so long to sign him. Long I really time. don't. Yeah. <laughs> but we Again, go back to the Combine. Uh, We had uh, J.P. Finley from who covers the Redskins. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this, remember? And uh, it actually took me a minute to gather the name Chris Thompson uh, and think about who he was talking about. And talking about a guy you could actually stretch into the local area in a way. He's from... Madison County mm-hmm. and played his high school ball there uh, from Greenville, Florida, which I wouldn't have known. But he played at Madison County in terms of high school and then went to Florida State and he was drafted in the fifth round and from 2013 to 19 played for the Washington Redskins. This is what you're talking about. Look at his career stats. OK. Eleven 1, hundred ninety four rushing yards, four point eight yards a carry a yeah. handful of touchdowns. But I mean, it's not a ton of yards. I mean, that's a season for people. He's been in the league six years. Yeah. 1,770 receiving yards. Yep, Your third down back. That's what he is. He's got 10 touchdowns receiving. He seems like the perfect fit here with Jay Gruden. I mean, yes, it was a little bit of a connection of dots, much like the Andy Dalton stuff has been. Uh, But this... Is something the Jaguars needed. They did not address in the draft. You have been harping on this man for a year and a half as much as you were harping on the 3-4 looks on the defensive side. Give me the change of pace. Give me something to compliment Leonard Fournette, to even compliment Rock Armstead. It's not that guy. We were having trouble finding that guy in the draft, to be honest with you. There were mixed reviews. I know you like the Darius Anderson kid out of TCU, but there were some mixed thoughts on even his style of play, if it would fit that. This guy's Done it. Of course. And so you add a veteran to a pretty young football team, a guy that you know what he can do, familiarity with the offense. I mean, listen, I'm not saying, hey, Jags just going to win two more games now because of this. But this is a sensible play and a nice play for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You can't do anything but like it.
2: It's a no-brainer for me, okay? And it's a no-brainer from the standpoint that this fills a need right now. And depending what the contract is, it could fill a need for the future, Right. Because depending on how healthy Chris Thompson can stay, I mean, this is a guy who, once again, maybe he gets five receptions a game. Maybe he gets 10 to 12 plays a game. It's not going to be that much wear and tear on your body. So you you can have a longevity of a career. And especially at the third down back, which I think is a kind of a premium position. um, He could have a role in Jacksonville if Gruden's going to be here for a while, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, who knows about the wild part? But
3: <laughs> well, I mean,
0: that's what I'm saying. If Gruen's here for a while, then I think Chris Thompson could be here for yeah. a while. Yeah, good call. Uh, we don't know. So, listen, what? It's interesting, right? Because we start this segment and we did it yesterday a bunch, and we're now talking about it a little bit again today. Andy Dalton. See, Andy Dalton makes me feel better about their QB room. You know, like I don't. I feel fine with Minshew. I love what they're doing. I I explained it yesterday, you explained it perfectly yesterday, and I just piggybacked and said, you know what, I love the fact that you're actually one of the few times this is a, a fortuitous spot in a way for the Jags from a timing standpoint. You have a lot of draft capital. If you're not good, you can go invest in a QB next year. But if this guy's the real deal, you get a great chance to find out. You've foals, you unloaded. All the things kind of add up to be like, you know what? This is the right thing to do. It's right a win win situation
2: at the most important position of football. A- absolutely.
0: Yet, I like the idea of all that. I have faith in Minshew. I- I- I'm excited to see what this guy can do. I'm not declaring he's going to be the guy for five years, but I'm excited. You don't have to, yeah. I'm not excited about their room. Hmm. I, Dobbs, we've kind of had on the show, but I like him. A likable guy just doesn't have a lot of experience. You go get Luton, I mean, come on, he's got no experience in the NFL, even though he's kind of an older guy, that's fine. This changes if you have Andy Dalton in that room to me. Like I'm just telling you from a feel perspective, I feel so much better. Well, it's kind of like this with Chris Thompson. I'm not I'm not sure he changes their offense. I'm not sure he makes them oh my gosh dynamic like maybe Chenault could end up doing. Mm-hmm. But he makes me feel better and probably the folks down there feel better about their room, their depth,
2: their diversity in in their uh running back room. You know, I forgot, it might have been Stephen a couple days ago when he called in, was talk about McAdoo, right? How Aaron Rodgers, thanks to McAdoo, um, Aaron Rodgers became Aaron Rodgers. And while that's a good point, and while McAdoo is now in the quarterback room with the Jacksonville Jaguars, it also revolves around Brett Favre. Okay, because Brett Favre wasn't the guy who just kind of cold-shouldered Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers had a question, Brett Favre told him the answer. Okay, so w- with that being said... um. If I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars right now and and I'm trying to cultivate, I'm trying to develop Gardner Minshew, I'm trying to bring a guy in that's been there before. I'm trying to bring a guy who has playoff experience. I'm trying to bring a guy who has uh, you know, f- familiarity in the offense. And I'm trying to bring a guy that Gardner Minshew can bounce questions off of. Right, Lamar Jackson, he had Joe Flacco. Everyone praised Joe Flacco how great he was with Lamar Jackson. Not the same type of player. But Joe Feichel helped him out. Any question that Lamar had, Joe answered it. Same thing with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. Alex Smith has been nothing but gracious when Patrick Mahomes came in and took his job. Andy Reid's the first person to say that Alex Smith, um, him kind of helping Mahomes out, him kind of coaching him up, is a key to developing Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. OK, so we always see this story. The last thing that's going to happen is Andy Dalton coming to Jacksonville. He's like, well, screw this young guy. I'm trying to look out for a number one. I'm trying to be a starter. I'm not going to help Gardner Minshew. That's not the way locker rooms get regulated. It's not the way the NFL works. OK, so once again, bringing Andy Dalton then only helps Gardner Minshew because now you bring him with a vet, a guy with experience. And it's with, with football, with any job, Brent, any job you bring in, any important position, you want to have a guy that's got experience, man. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, very well said. Uh, So Chris Thompson will be with the Jacksonville Jaguars third down back. Makes so much sense. Uh, We'll see what happens on the Andy Dalton front. But the Jaguars continue to make some off-season moves. We make a move right now to the phones. And we bring in here on Bring in the Brigade Day, Bold City Brigade, Jaguar Fan Day on Action Sports Jaxx on ESPN 690. Kind of the leader of the bunch. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. John Caputo. (sighs) Uh, bold city cap as you know i'm cap
3: what's I happening know man? his name his name's john true <laughs> <laughs> i don't know his name that's hey, awesome hey, hey, call me whatever you want to call me austin just call me buddy <laughs> the
0: only reason i know is because we're facebook
1: friends i got you <laughs> i got you <laughs> <laughs>
0: what's
3: happening man not much man just uh you know living the uh, uh the rona quarantine life <laughs> craziness with kids and trying to work from home and all of the above you know did you sell your house yet uh, yeah, the other one's under contract. Yep. Yeah, baby. So, yeah, man. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, 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 things are, things are progressing here, knock on wood, so. Very good.
0: Uh, awesome stuff. Hey, Chris Thompson just got signed. Do anything for you?
3: I saw that. Yeah, the Dillicle, uh, tweeted me a little bit ago or, uh, texted me. And, uh, yeah, that's, I, I like the signing, man. Uh, I, um, I, as far as a change of pace guy goes, the third down, um, offer you a little something other than what Leonard and Rock bring potentially Um, I I like him I don't think we really have that on the roster and I think it's better to have him and then see what you got in some of these uh, rookies that they brought in I like a few of the young guys that they brought in on the undrafted side of running back position but again you don't know what they have to offer you know what Chris Thompson brings absolutely and if you can stay healthy, I
0: like it a lot. Yeah. Hey, last time we talked to you, you were not in the the best of moods when we were talking Jags when we had you on. It was the whole London stuff. Um, and who knows? We still think the schedule comes out next week. And I think a lot of that London stuff will go by the wayside given the times. But uh, how do you feel about this offseason? Uh, take that away for a moment. How do you feel about the draft? How do you feel about, uh, you know, going to shoe? Uh all the stuff that is happening in terms of this kind of rebuild, reload, whatever you want to call it on the roster. uh, What are you feeling about it?
3: Oh, yeah, I think, I don't know if cautiously optimistic is is the phrase, but um, as far as what they're doing, I think you can see it a little bit better now after the draft. Uh, I think as they were either trading or, or releasing guys, A lot of people are like, well, wait a minute here. What's, you know, what the heck is this roster going to look like? Uh, I think the unfortunate thing for somebody like Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone is it's tough to fix everything in one offseason. And so while there may be a little bit of cautious optimism that the defense, even without some of its leaders of years past, might still be a viable unit. Um, you know, I, I think the offense still leaves a little bit to wonder. And I, you know, I heard Austin talking before you came on, and I agree with him as far as everything with Gardner. I, I, I like the move. I mean, I think with a team in a position like this not being good for the last couple of years, you got to see what you have in them. And my biggest worry at this point is I don't know that they've done a ton to surround him with new things this offseason. I like some of the Some of the moves they've made, but um, I think they're, from things that I've heard from people on the inside, I think them as a staff, they're a little bit more excited and comfortable with what they have on the offensive side than I think most of us fans are.
2: Cap, you know, being a Jaguars fan for the past decade, obviously, there's been a lot more lows than there has been highs, and what I like about you, man, is you're passionate, you get on Twitter, you speak your mind, you don't really apologize to anybody with that, and to be fair, the past couple seasons has been more, you know, probably in your feelings where it's been negative than positive, so I'm going to probably present you with the toughest question you're going to hear all year right now. Oh, Oh boy. give me five positive things that you're excited about for the Jaguars going into this season.
3: You know, okay. All right. Um that's uh yeah, maybe not as easy as it has been at times in the past, but um you know, yeah, I'm we didn't still prep a huge them on homework
2: assignments. No, no, man, no. No, 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 that's okay.
3: I can roll off the cuff. Um no, li- listen, I I'm I know sometimes people who don't know me and who don't interact with me one-on-one regularly just based off of my Twitter, they think uh, yeah, I'm a, a really negative person, and I'm not. Like, if you know me in everyday life, I'm not. Something that the Jaguars have done to me over the last 15, 20 years, yes, and that's kind of my, like you said, that's kind of my outlet on Twitter. That's where I'm basically there to talk Jags, and there's not a, as we all know, there's not a ton of great things to talk about over the past decade. So, as far as five things, um, I would say I'm excited to see what happens with Gardner. I, I don't, I don't have grandiose. Expectations that he's going to be this phenomenal franchise guy. If, if he turns into a really serviceable franchise type quarterback, top you know twelve fifteen guy, awesome. So I'm excited to see that going into this year. Um, I'm excited to see what DJ Chark does. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm excited to see what some of these draft picks do. So that as I'd say, if you want to go three, that would be um, you know not specifically. I'm excited to see what he does. I uh, was a big fan of his before the draft. I uh, was pretty excited that we were able to land him. So I guess you'd call that three. Um, four, and you know, it, it, maybe you could throw another draft pick in there and call him four. And finally, I would say, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm excited for every season. Like, I go into it, and I'm with the family. Like, I go into it hoping, right? I mean, you may not get that impression on Twitter, but I go into it hoping just like everybody else um i think over time you just get burned so many times by this that it's uh you know it's but uh, i don't know i mean there there hasn't been a ton of change off of what was a really bad season or two in a row so it's tough to come in and say oh anything could happen you know we weren't expecting it in 2017 but anything could happen i know that's brent's take most of the time he's uh I try to counteract Brent on Twitter. You know, he's always positive. <laughs> <laughs> you're, the, you're
2: the anti-Brent, if you will. He <laughs> you know, certainly can't do that. Sunshine uh, and rainbows meets the Black like, Parade. I like it.
3: You're not the
0: only one that does yeah, that yeah, in yeah. terms of combating. John Caputo yeah. with us uh, from the Bold City Brigade, a uh, big uh, JAG supporter. I- I've got some questions for you, too, Matt. Can you be fired from the, as like the, 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 <laughs> the ringleader of the brigade? Like, is that, the, do they vote on you every year or what?
3: No, man, listen, somebody wants a job, send me a resume, send it in, they can have it. Um, I'll, take a, I'll take a couple of years off. Uh, no, I think at this point it, it really, you know, we still have a ton kind of people that interact with us, that, that join up every year. When we first started, there was, you know, 12 to 15 people that were super involved in a lot of the decisions we were making. And then over time, life just kind of happens. People have kids, people move, people get, you know, more intense jobs. People burn out on the team, whatever it may be, and so it's kind of left with two or three of us left, and um, you know, I guess I sort of end up being the, the spokesperson more often than not. Um, but it's, uh, I'm not really operating in like a uh, iron fist president's role here. The, the few of us that are still left that kind of make the decisions. We make everything together. So, but again, if anybody wants to, uh, <laughs> anybody <laughs> wants to wants to come apply for the job, it's uh, you know, it's open. Yeah. Do you, how is membership? Is it
0: good? I mean, is it has it grown year by year, or is it kind of
3: plateaued? Yeah, I, I would say that it's kind of plateaued. You know, it, 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 what's what's really interesting when you start talking about that, Brent, and and the kind of the the growth and the um just the bell curve, if you will, of of, of our membership and of, of our tenure as a group. Like the, the team hasn't been good except for that one year in the nine, you know, nine official years, almost 10 years of doing this. So we never really have seen what the group could do as far as putting things together and and organizing even more and and taking off as far as numbers, because fan excitement has been pretty down most of the time that we've been around. Mm -hmm. So uh, we've kind of stopped focusing so much on what the numbers are and just trying to do cool, you know, cool trips, cool tailgates, um, make make really cool gear that people like to wear, and and you know maybe if the team comes back around again, then we'll start worrying about how many numbers we have. One day, I don't know, but yeah, we don't focus too too much on it anymore. We used to a lot.
2: All right, Cap. So Brent wanted me to do this little. Um, well, this has become your thing. Well, this has become my thing. I don't want to do it with these guys, but I mean, we're here now, oh, no, so you let's have go. to do it. This these was guys. your idea, okay? And, and, and i take go. ownership of this. Right, this Cap. is fine, but so, this is real. Cap right. knows he doesn't know it's coming, but he yeah. he's okay with it. All right, Cap. So a little background <laughs> of what's about to happen right here, man. I'm not sure if you've been uh, watching the show, a lot, but I'm going to have a documentary coming to Netflix, hopefully in the past, uh, probably like the next couple years or so. It's going to be called uh, Softball Behind the Ponytail and Chance: A Cult Story. And reading that out now, that's trash. That that's a horrible name. I haven't said it out loud before. I'm gonna change it and get back to you. But besides that, um, in terms of a cult, all right, we have a website here that um that kind of portrays if you are indeed in a cult or not, and what you should do if you are. So the question arises: Is the Bold City Brigade a cult? I'm gonna I'm gonna list off four um you know adjectives, four kind of things right here to run by you. And then you tell me the answer, okay? Now, don't don't say anything before I tell you this. I'm just going to read gotcha. out the four things, the four statements, and we'll see where we go from here. Number one, right. the group uh, exemplifies extreme obsessiveness with the group or leader. Number two, any criticism or questioning that is involved within the group is characterized and persecuted. Number three, reliance on the group or leader for value judgments and thoughts. And number four, there is no legitimate reason to leave, and former followers are always wrong in leaving, negative and or considered evil. (laughs) (laughs) Have you experienced any one of these um, statements in the Bold City Brigade? And if you have experienced one, have you experienced two, three, or four?
3: All right, so... In my opinion, which would probably differ from some of the critics <laughs> of mine um and, and maybe some of the critics of the group as a whole, I would say, no, it's, nothing is that serious. We don't take ourselves that serious. But, um you know, I guess maybe one of those things out of the four, but definitely not all of them from my perspective. I mean, yeah, yeah you know, I mean, we we've probably been accused of, at least three of those in the past. So. Um.
0: Well, by the well, way, see look, everybody's got the negative connotation to the cult, like the cult following. You know, yeah. now, I understand there are some cults that should have a negative connotation. Yeah, yeah. But the cult most cult following thing to a con- uh,
2: is is can usually be well, a successful thing. And yeah. listen, and and I don't want to say anything because I'll well, take a cult follow following. of these guys? All right, when, when it was the Bills playoff game here in Jacksonville, you know, Jags Bills, I was there at the slab, and you know, I circled up and everything. No, I didn't drink anything because I had a fight coming. Oh, you did, So maybe right. that's the, the, the you know I didn't drink anything. All right, <laughs> Key word (laughs) there i didn't smoke anything keyword there but i'm just saying from the perspective of what i saw being in depth in it you know being ingrained in it i don't think they're a call but these these statements are at this website it makes it one but bolt city cap you bring up a good point you have a lot of critics i said you guys were coming
0: on today and well we got some not so great responses are you okay with that
3: Man, most of those people are nerds, Brent. It's fine. I mean, they wouldn't come say it to my face, so it's fine. No, uh, yes, I'm I'm fine with it. I mean, if people want to take all of it that seriously, that they want to judge somebody, someone, or a group that they've never actually interacted with or, that they, or someone that they've never met or hung out with in person, then that's on them. That's not on me. The people who, who know me, part of our group or not, uh active in our group or not. The people who know me, they know me. And I'm I'm totally comfortable with that. You guys know that. I mean I'm sure you're in the media, Brent. You got well, maybe not Brenner, but I love his Brent. He's like the nice guy. But, he is man. Uh, um, he is the nice guy. <laughs> I mean I'm sure you know you get critics and you get people that wanna uh paint a picture of who you are in their head and that that's that's all that they uh that's all they can go with. But I've never really let too much of that bother me. So yeah. um
0: yeah. Bold City Cap with us, uh, John Caputo here from the Bold City Brigade. As we bring in the Brigade, celebrating sports, celebrating the fans, uh, especially the Jags fans here today on a Friday, Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. We'll let you run in a minute, but uh, a couple more quick ones. Do, do you guys, like Teal Street Hooligans, I know that there's a group and there's other groups. Are you guys kind of all intermingled, or is that a rivalry thing, or how does that work? <laughs> what side story? It's like the Bloods in the Crips. You know? <laughs> That's um...
3: that too as well. a little
2: more aggressive. I was. Going West Side Story, but
3: go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I mean, uh, you know I, I think early on we we got really close with the guys from from Teal Street, which are just a, a group of guys and gals like us that that love the team and uh, yeah, I mean we I, I can't speak for everybody in the group whether they like everybody or they don't like everybody, but overall, it's uh, I think all the groups pretty much nowadays get along pretty well. Um, there's no reason not to, man. I mean. <laughs> We got enough to deal with with, uh, with a bad product more times than not on the field,
0: so um. <laughs> you can relate to that. You can come together on that. Uh, speaking of coming together, uh, you guys had the Zoom call during the draft with Fournette. <laughs> yeah. How, how unexpected was that? How fun was that? And I'll come back to this question if I need to, but I feel like Leonard, even with the fans, or well, especially with the fans, might have one of the the greatest love-hate relationships, player-to-fan kind of relationships, mostly coming from the fans, uh, than some players that have ever played here. He might be at near the top of that list.
3: <laughs> yeah, he he can be divisive, I think, for sure, um, just as far as the opinion of him as a player. I think even the people who maybe are critical of him as a player, like I, like I have been in the past, um, they everybody pretty much values him as a uh, as a dude or as a social media follow, especially, I mean, he's hilarious. Like, so, uh, you know, I think we got a lot of crap for that when he ended up on the zoom call with us. Cause a lot of us from the podcast, we do have been critical of him as a player, but, um, I think overall the interactions some of us have had really personal interactions with him in the past. He's always been a really cool, you know, a, a cool guy. And, and funny as as you know, as all get out. So how he ended up on the call, um, Solly, who's a good buddy of ours who. Uh, does the podcast with, with Ditla and I. Um, he's had some interactions with Leonard in the past. And, uh, he just, <laughs> we were doing a Zoom call with kind of our, our buddies from our group text and, for the draft. And, and Solly shot it to him kind of joking around like, Hey man, do you want to, you want to come into our Zoom call during the draft? Here's the link. And he messaged Solly back and was like, Yeah, I'm in. And next thing you know, he shows up on Thursday night of the draft and comes in, and he's just kind of cutting it up with all of us. And I think everybody there was, A, surprised, and then figured he'd only hang out for a few minutes and then dip. But uh he ended up staying for up until like the 23rd or 24th pick, um, hanging out with everybody, just sort of shooting the breeze, making fun of us. We were making fun of him. Um, yeah, it was pretty surreal. And then he kept coming back into the chat the whole weekend throughout the whole draft. So it was, uh, it, was, it was a fun experience.
2: Well, okay, Kev, if I'm not mistaken, as well, didn't he get a hold of Jalen Ramsey, and Jalen Ramsey actually found himself in the group as well for a little bit?
3: Yeah, that was that was unfortunate for Jalen. Um, <laughs> Leonard kind of set him up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, somebody said, somebody just kind of yelled out in the in the Zoom call. They were like, "Hey, Leonard, why don't you uh, why don't you Facetime Jalen, or why don't you get Jalen in here? Yeah. Why don't you invite Jalen?" And we all thought he'd be like, no, no, you guys are crazy. Uh, next thing you know, he's FaceTiming him on his phone. So he was with us on like the laptop and then he starts FaceTiming Jalen on the phone and he puts Jalen like up to the screen. So Jalen sees like all of us and we see him. Of course, there, there was probably some birds flying and some booze going and, uh, Jalen didn't hang out too long, surprisingly. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that, that was,
2: a little cathartic and uh, pretty, pretty, pretty funny. Well, and Cap, and it's kind of crazy, right? Because you said, you know, Leonard put out on the field. You know, you can be pretty critical of him, and you know, I think rightfully so. But as a person off the field, you know, he seems like a pretty legit guy, a guy you want to hang out with. Do you find yourself with Jalen Ramsey? It's kind of the exact opposite. Where on the field, you appreciate what Jalen Ramsey does. Who he is as, as like a football player, but off the field, the way he acts, maybe that doesn't, you know, that's not really kind of your style. I guess you would say.
3: Yeah, uh 100%. Austin, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head for for me anyway. I mean, I can't yeah. speak for everyone, but for me, um yeah, I'm a big believer that if you give people enough time, they kind of show you and tell you who they are. And I don't mean that just because Leonard has interacted with us, uh, you know, a couple of weeks or last week or any other time in the past. I just think you look at what Leonard does, kind of how he conducts himself, um, you know, when he does meet with people um, and when he does gather with people, there's tons of stories. And when we had that Zoom call, people were constantly telling us, yeah, you know, I ran into him. What a cool guy. Like, oh, he's so gracious. He gives his time. Um, he was telling us all sorts of stuff that he does off the field that nobody even knows about. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of got the impression, to be honest with you, that because we were surprised that he even like he was there on Saturday. Who watches the draft on Saturday, let alone a regular fan? <laughs> or, you know what I mean? But, he's like driving down the road in New Orleans and he pulls us up on the phone and all of a sudden pops in the chat. I kind of get the impression that, um, you know, he probably hangs out mostly with family. You know, I think he's kind of keeping his circle real, real small. And so the chance to interact and kind of BS with everybody was, seemed like a welcome thing for him. So, um, but, yeah, I'd, I'd say that characterization, for me anyway, I can only really speak for me, Austin, that's, yeah. uh, that's pretty
0: dead on. Yeah, it's a great uh, – that's why I said love-hate, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. people don't love the fact that he's picking top five. People don't love the fact some of the things he's done maybe inside the locker room and or, or has he performed as well as he's a greater running back, as people say. Now Christian McCaffrey getting the big deal. But you can't deny what he does for kids. You can't deny what he does in communities, how real the guy is. Yeah. People love authenticity, mm-hmm. that genuine yeah. nature of a guy. And, and Leonard is that. You know, I mean, again, he has the good and bads, but uh, there's something cool about that, and I thought it was pretty neat that the fans got to see that uh, up close in person. All right, Cap, hope we didn't make you too uncomfortable. we got to run to a break, but...
3: Uh, no, you're good, man. <laughs> uh, anytime. You guys know that.
0: BoldCityBrigade.com, and I'm sure you guys are waiting for the schedule to come out to uh, organize some of these trips, right?
3: That's the hope. I mean, we'll see. I mean, at this time of year, yeah, I'm usually kind of frothing for uh, the schedule to come out to plan these trips, but... Who knows how many people will be interested in a trip? Who knows if we'll be able to do big trips? I don't know. But we're kind of we're we're in a wait-and-see mode here. So, All right. fingers crossed.
0: Well like uh, Well, be well. Give our, our best to your family, and hopefully you'll be able to organize those things. You guys do a great job getting a lot of people on the road and right here in Jacksonville at the Slab as well. Thanks for taking a few minutes, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. All right. Uh, that's John Caputo, Bold City Brigade. We call him Bold City Cap. By the way, uh, you can check out their podcast, Bold Take, yeah. is uh, where you can go and, and take a listen. They have more on the lettered stuff, by the yeah. way, on the podcast.
2: Well, uh, give it a listen. And he was read about you, too, man, saying that everyone says that you're a nice guy, and you're a hard worker. I, literally, like, in th- and I'm not going to say everything, but in sports media, people talk behind people's backs all the time. They say bad things. Everyone that I've ever talked to about Brett Marno, he's a nice guy. He's a hard worker. Someone's got to give me some dirt just one time. Yeah, please. what they don't
0: know won't hurt me, I guess. I guess so, uh, man. Action Sports Act on ESPN 690 coming back right after this.
3: Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching.